Match week 13 in the books. United leave it late to grab a one-all draw with Chelsea at the bridge. Newcastle go to London, come out with three points against Conte's men, but not without some controversy. League leaders Arsenal drop points at St. Mary's. We'll be covering all that was for match week 13. Everything from West Ham's hands to Wolf's flying elbows. This is the Premiership Brussels Podcast. Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! Back, Fuchs. And the ball in behind Damian Bunny! You are an ostrich. Well, your head must be in the sand. Is your head in the sand? Can you, are you flexible enough to get your head in the sand? Now the fans are shouting every week, Louis van Gaal's army! Louis van Gaal's army! Feet after a fabulous start, the game just got away from you there. I have nothing, nothing to say. Nothing to say about the game at all. Back again. Back in the saddle. Back in the saddle. 13 times over. Like a rhinestone cowboy. Lucky number like 13. That. Yeah. Lucky for some. Well, Unlucky for, for others. Yeah. Unlucky for uh, what place are they in now? I got to pull the table up here. You say they. Yeah. As if I know. Well, they as in. Uh, Aston Villa. No, eighth place Liverpool. Eighth place Liverpool. It was match week 13. Unlucky for them. Well, it seems As, like so far they've had more than one unlucky match weeks. Well, you know, <clears throat> specifically match week 13, you know. Specifically match week 13. That's the first match of the weekend. Nottingham Forest versus Liverpool at the city ground. Yes. Into the lineups. Dean Henderson. You know, this was due because people were just shitting on Dean Henderson. Had to remind people back-to-back solid games, clinchy against Brighton, clinchy against Liverpool. Where you at, Dino haters? Dean Henderson, Steve Cook, Nico Williams, Serge Aurier, Scott McKenna, Chia Kuyate, Ryan Yates, Remo Fruila, Taiwo Awaini, Morgan Gibbs-White, and Jay Lings. He's back. Brendan Johnson on the bench, as we called for. Yes. Although I don't think we would have called for J-Links. But that's okay. For Liverpool, Alisson, Joe Gomez, Van Dyke, Milner, Robertson, Fabinho, Jones, Elliot, Carvalho, Firmino, Salah. That's just so, like, not inspiring whatsoever. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. This is a hot garbage lineup. It it really is. They, they've had some injury problems. They thought they could get away with... How about the two keepers on the, on the bench? bench. Two that's, keepers. That's on the, the world bench. we live in. Adrian and <clears throat> Kelleher on the bench. I mean, to be fair, they probably have the best group of three keepers. To be fair, they have Shimikas, not paired with Matip. Um, and that's where they went wrong. But but some some real issues going on at Liverpool. They've got the injuries. They've got a lot of fixtures. Who could have seen it coming? Definitely not us. We saw it coming last year and it didn't happen, but we saw it coming again this year and now it happened. We knew it was going to happen. One it's bound. It's other. law of averages, as a wise man would say. To the game, 
Liverpool passing was off from the go. It was just off. Yeah. Um, Nottingham Forest kind of sitting back, looking to play on the long ball a lot in this one. I think and go back to him, Dean Henderson, with the ball cap on. He brought it back. The man who wears the cap more than anyone else. Vintage. Vintage Dean Henderson, if you yes, will. A real cap performance. <laughs> uh, to get into the summary of the game, Carvalho and Firmino had some good good chances in the first half, and uh, Van Dyke's headed pass when he should have shot were probably the highlights of the first half. That was so jarring, uh, Van Dyke. That header where, like you said, he, he I guess he passed it, but... Yeah, everyone was expecting him to shoot, and then it just goes sideways. Like, it's one of those things where it's like not necessarily a bad idea, but the execution was so bad because just no one was. Yeah, it wasn't that, really going to work. I out. mean, do you want Van Dyke passing in that? I mean, it, I mean, he, if like Firmino would have been reading him, it's an easy tap in. So I don't like yeah, hate it, but since no one was ready for it, he probably should just shot. Yeah, my thoughts on the first half were that it panned out about as expected in terms of. Four is sitting back, trying to hit on the mm-hmm. counter. That's kind of been their only game plan so yeah. far. That's all they can do. Outside of maybe like a game or two where they've had some decent possession. But yeah. Otherwise, it's like all Which counter. leads to just absolute chaos and not good chaos. Yeah. Some, some bad chaos. Some bad chaos. Uh, they're, they're the chaotic evil or yeah. whatever. Yeah, what but it's... Yeah, chaotic evil, but it's evil done to themselves, not to others. Yes, it, it's, it's more like they just <laughs> have no control whatsoever. Yeah, maybe they are chaotic neutral. They're just so bad, but yeah, chaotic neutral. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I thought Liverpool overall, they really didn't create anything from no. open play. Their best chances all came from set pieces. I mean, what are you gonna do? You don't have a midfield. You truly don't have a midfield. You don't James have Milner the... was probably their best yeah. player in this game. Yeah, Not you, okay. You don't have the midfield. They were trying to go Salah more centrally, and yeah. that was just Not. worthless. Yeah. Forrest, so many guys back, you just get lost in the trees. So many guys, all the guys. Lots the guy the big trees. Big trees. <laughs> Standing there in the box. Liverpool trying to pass. They don't know where to pass. Darwin Nunez not there to get called for offside 10 million times. Hey, did you know he has more goals in all competitions than Gabby Jesus? Okay, okay, let's let's steer I just, away from I that. Just, as if, well, I, honestly, it doesn't matter. Cause it, you love is, him. We get it. No, I, I say that because that was the whole talking point on social media this week, and it's like, Guess what? I have eyeballs, and I see what Gabby Jesus plays like and what yeah. Parwin Punez plays like. Yeah, exactly. Second half, um, Liverpool attack. It looked a bit better. Uh, They're getting closer to taking some chances. And then uh, really off of nothing, Nottingham Forest just get a goal off the set piece. Yeah, like you said, came out of nowhere. Awanyi, kind of the comedic. Yeah. Well, the first Double shot hit chance, the post. Hit the chance, come back to him, <laughs> and then, then he's able to get it, slots it home. The alley-oop, so to say. One yeah. for us take the lead. Liverpool get a chance from Harvey Elliott. Henderson saves. And then Gibbs-White almost doubles the lead for Forrest. That would have been massive. Mm-hmm. Milner making a huge save uh, block. 
And then Brendan Johnson gets subbed on. Allison comes up with a big save. Forrest, they had their chances to make it 2-0, put it to bed. But yep. they said, we're going to no. make it a little spicy. Yeah. And then that's when... Oh, Dino. Big Dino Henderson. Massive save on Trent Alexander, Trent Alexander-Arnold's back post header from point-blank range. Yes. Yates had a chance again, at least on coming up with a, a nice save of his own. Van Dyke with a chance from the free kick, but again, poorly executed from him. Yeah. And Henderson seals it with another massive save on Van Dyke's free header from a corner. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool really had the chances in the second half, to say the least. Um, in a variety of ways, they just can't get it over the line. I mean, it's kind of how they were last year. They didn't. They weren't super efficient with their chances. They just created so many chances that it was bound to go in. Right. This year, they're not creating quite as many, and I mean, they're still probably. I don't know for sure. Haven't looked at the stats regarding this, but I would assume around the same efficiency. Probably slightly less efficient, but still. Yeah, probably slightly less. Although, I mean, it seemed like they were creating a lot of chances. So yeah. Uh, not having anyone to really finish off those chances at the moment. They looked a little better when they had um, Mo Salah hanging out more towards the right-hand side. Like a normal person would. Yes, uh, but they they did look exposed at times. Forrest were able to get some chances They've, on that. Yeah, it's almost impossible that Liverpool won't be exposed and relying on Allison yeah. a lot. That's just how it is. Yeah, uh, massive. Finishes 1-0 Forest. What a win. Needed. Much needed. <laughs> could Liber- this be the boost? Uh, it could just be season. it could just be the high point. It could be. There's two ways. Fork in the road moment for Forest. See, we were able to turn that negative. Something positive for them or able to turn negative. Yeah. Um no, but massive massive result for Forest. They've been putting in slightly better performances but not much better. You know, been grinding out some draws, but yeah, able to able to get a win here. I wonder if there's maybe starting to get the feeling of like settling into a game plan of yeah. just trying to hit on the counter. Yeah, the defense has looked somewhat better, I guess. Yeah, they weren't it's really just... tested to be fair, and they were exposed on set pieces. Yeah, I mean they're tested to a certain extent, but not quite like before where they're playing open and then it's just other teams are yeah fast build up. Right. Going right at them. Yeah. Uh, if they get the low blocks set up, then it's, it, it's they, been okay. Yeah, they're they're sufficient enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, Liverpool, I don't know where you go from here. I don't like where your squad's at. You won't buy depth. Your yeah. youth development's dried up a bit. I don't know what to tell you. Mo Salah's not what he has been. Besides Allison, I'm not thrilled or super impressed by anyone on your team this year yeah i think that's well louis diaz was doing well when he played and he got hurt that's unlucky right you lose your best player due to injury you lose some other players due to injury but i think that's what happens when you don't do what's necessary to keep your place in the league yeah i mean even even just to stay in place you have to be making moves yeah if you make no moves you're going backwards 100 percent in Liverpool, going backwards, all the way down in eighth place. Yep. Moving on 
to the next match. Moving to their rivals, which are only three spots behind them. Club of the gonna, future. Are we going to live in a world where Everton passed Liverpool? Club of the future. Even if it's for a week. Club of the future. Everton, Palace, uh, to the lineups, Pickford, Tarkovsky, Mikolenko, Coleman, <laughs> Cody, Onana, Gordon, Gray, Awobi, Gay, Calvert-Lewin, Palace, Guaita, Ward, Mitchell, Gehi, Anderson, Milivojevic, Olise, Ayu, Etze, Zaha, and Edward. This game, real good energy from Everton right now. Yes. Real good energy. Um, doing a good job at spreading Palace all over the field and kind of pressuring Palace's defense um, when Palace is on the ball. The pressing out of... Uh, Everton and the effort is really top-notch right now. Yeah, they look a much different side than they did last year, that's for sure. Fat Frank, the revival, he's got it. I saw a poll on Bleacher Report. It was like, who's the better manager, Frank Lampard or Steven Gerrard? <laughs> when was this? It was like after, after, Gerrard, was after Ger- Gerrard was sacked. I was like... How is, how, it? how is this not 100 to 0? It was 75 to 25, but those 25% who said Steven Gerrard. They're taking the piss. They're taking the piss. <laughs> I wanted to comment on it, be like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, this shouldn't exist. This is in the poll. Yeah, clearly they. No do one's that asking this question. Yeah. We know. Yeah. I'll forever defend Fat Frank. He is what he is. He's like a, He's a genius. B, he's like a B minus C plus manager. I don't know what to He's tell a genius. Uh, I don't know what to The man who solved football for one season at Chelsea. Uh, Calvert-Lewin gets a goal. Nice little finish. He's back. Yeah. Poor giveaway from Mr. Milivojevic. Your guy. Definitely not my guy. This guy was washed four years ago. <laughs> Somehow still on the team. Yeah, he feels like he should be on, like, you see him in the Champions League for, like, the one Serbian team that makes it. He's on, like, Red Star. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah Palace guy. Or, like, a Besiktas type. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, it was uh, some great strength from Calvert-Lewin, get past Milivojevic, and then just forces his way past Mark Gaye. Yeah. Just shrugged him off. It was, it was impressive. That's the Calvert Lewin, you know, we're used to kind of seeing. Yeah. Hasn't hasn't had the form, been hurt, kinda just kinda right the ship now. Uh Palace really just not able to build possession until like twenty minutes in or so. Yeah, they took a while to get into the game. Yeah. Um, Anthony Gordon, good chance. Yeah. Goite called upon and was able to uh save it. Goes in halftime, one nil. Second half, um, Palace open up really good chance through Edward Ayu, um, and Elise kind of that combination and the shot from Elise, that was like Southampton esque. <laughs> Elise really should have done better. That was brutal. Yeah. Then Elise had another chance uh, off the free kick, but it went high. But still, solid effort. But then Everton just break it open playing. Some champagne football, if I may say. Build from the back. Quick link-up passes, playing guys into open space. What is what is Fat Frank doing to that team? Everton, Everton Lona. <laughs> <laughs> Everton Lona. Everton Lona. Um, yeah, I mean, it resulted. I forgot who took the shot, but it was forced. Yeah, Mikolenko forced 
Kawhi to make a save, and uh, the rebound was parried right to Anthony Gordon. Taps it home at Gets the that nice, far post. juicy tap in. Initially ruled offside from VAR. Yeah, that was tough call. Tough call. And then it took a, not a long-time review, given what VAR long-time reviews are these days, but it took longer than it should have. Yes, that is true. Then we got Wilf. <laughs> Wilf, he's a madman. He was he's a bit worked up, and he came in, and he let out his aggression, and he threw an elbow right at Anthony Gordon's face. Goes with the blindsided flying elbow. Yeah. I mean, very effective move. Cl- classic move. Gordon collapsed instantly. Yeah, as uh, any normal human would. <laughs> Only got a yellow. I was Only a bit got surprised. a yellow. They, well, they've checked it on VAR. Yeah, it's it's really questioning. <laughs> like, you just get rid of VAR. Just do it. Elbows are just just free reign. Just get rid of VAR. When was the last time a red card? It feels like any time an there is an elbow, it's never given. Yeah, never. It's brutal. I, and that's like, ow, that would hurt. Especially yeah. when someone comes flying in yeah. and you're not even looking. Especially when, you know, a lot of times it feels a bit deliberate, but oh yeah, uh, your guy Dwight McNeil, dude, and Player of the Year Alex Awobi. This was nice. This a little nice. one-two, what you like leads to a third goal, make it three-nil. I mean, part so of this smooth. was Palace just wasn't on their game, mm-hmm. and also Everton were just clicking this game. Yeah, I didn't like the. The option of leaving Schlupp on the bench. I felt like he would have been more effective in this game. Just to Viera, have someone to run out there. Vieira felt, you know what, we're going to need attack because Everton's defense is solid. What he didn't expect was Everton's offense to explode. He said, I don't need that extra defensive midfield help. We need to attack more. No one ever Leaves. expects the Everton press. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's like a, you know, people always talk about the Uno reverse card. This is like the Uno skip card. You just get a big old skip dropped on your head. Yeah. No attack for you today. Yeah. We're taking the ball. No attack for you, and we're dropping all the attack on you with a 3-0 victory. That's a massive win for Everton. Huge. Huge. Palace, pretty disappointing, 3-0. I mean, it's it's tough. It is tough. Let's not pretend like Goodison's easy to go into and stuff like that. That's true. That's true. But... Yeah, Palace, I expect to see better, even when a rotated squad and stuff. It's just got to, it can't be that bad. Yeah, you got to do a little more. You got to get some offense going, at least. I mean, they had. They had the chance to make it 1 1, and at least they couldn't do it either time. But still, you can't just rely on two chances. What are you, Tottenham out here? Right. You got to establish some control in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the possession, this was just not going. And they just. Palace rarely look like the slower team. Mm-hmm. In this game, they looked a much slower team. Yeah. Fair shout. Moving on. On to the next match. I don't know how I got to the table. <laughs> All right. Man City versus Everton. Or I got Everton on the mind. Man City versus Brighton. Lineups. Aderson, Diaz, Cancelo, Laporte, Akanji, Rodri, De Bruyne, Silva, Holland, Grealish. Riyad Mahrez. For Brighton, Sanchez, Webster, Dunk, Veltman, March, McAllister, Trossard, Caicedo, Gross, Lalana, and Danny Welbeck. A lot of versatility, a lot of attacking in there for Brighton. Yeah, yeah. I was 
pretty surprised to see that lineup. I mean, they're just like, all right. Well, the Jared B says. Just throw it out there. He says, hey, we go for this game. And Who Man, needs like a holding midfielder? And Man City says, hey, we go for pens. That's true. How about Pep wearing like a hoodie straight out of 2004? Dude, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. Pep like rocking the like 2000, early 2000s, like the yeah. hoodie and the, the jeans that have kind of that like design where they're lighter and then darker yeah you know and they have like a huge like label on them yeah yeah i don't know what he was doing it was uh, 2004 i want to think he had some like lincoln park in his headphones yeah some numb playing yeah (laughs) uh anyways to the match city unsurprisingly start off by dominating the possession Pushing yeah, you Brighton know, I thought Brighton back. actually held possession pretty well, like really, really early. And yeah. then after that initial bit, yeah. then it immediately went away. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, I thought Man City kind of didn't do a whole lot with their possession, though. Yeah, I agree. They really didn't do much, and their chances in the first half, they were kind of trying to get penalties. Started in the 19th-minute penalty shout. For City, as Sanchez makes a little contact with Holland before the ball went out, no penalty given. I thought it was the right call. Didn't think there was much in My that. boy Erlings. Erlings. Studs were up. That's the only argument. I think, you know, the ball was pretty far out of his reach. reach. Grasp. But it didn't take long before City got their first goal. A 22nd Darson. minute. The Adairson long ball, hoof ball up. Man yeah. City hit quick on the counterattack up to Holland, who just says, no one can stop me. And he runs past everyone and gets past Bobby Sanchez and scores. Yeah. Just absolute stiff-arming, trucking people. Yeah, he looked like a running back or something. Yeah. There. Some Marshawn Lynch-esque run right there. The 1-0. Uh De Bruyne had a pretty big chance. Bobby Sanchez. That Bobby Sanchez looked pretty solid in this game. Mm-hmm. Big block out of Lewis Dunk on that shot from mm-hmm. De Bruyne. Then we had the pen, Bernardo Silva. Absolutely shameless. <laughs> Hangs out his leg. Goes down after contact from Dunk in the box. VAR, VAR reviews it and awards the penalty. I don't know why VAR exists. It was so ridiculous. There was an angle that was so clear. He he just goes, oop. Last yep. second, just oop. Stick it out. Hangs to the leg out. Brutal. Seems like something I would do in like pick up basketball. <laughs> just hang pick, out a leg. Gym gym class soccer. Just yeah. Try and draw a pen even though they'll get penalties away. Yeah, right. Just go on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Holland steps up, converts as he does. Erlings. 2-0 going into halftime. But Brighton make it a little interesting after halftime. Leo Trossard, what a shot. What a goal. Yeah, Brighton was really more direct and uh, getting numbers forward. It's kind of like the early part uh, of the game, but to the second half. And they kind of did this for, I'd say, first 15 minutes or so of the second half. Brighton kind of just dominated. Yeah, it was impressive. And then Man City able to kind of work their way back into it, slowing down the game, creating some chances and stuff. Yeah, you almost feel like Brighton it just came too late. Mm-hmm. Trying to pull it back from 2-0 down away. It's tough. I think the takeaways from that is that 
okay, you have that ability to play like that. Yes. You just need to do it more From the often off. and, and earlier. Yep. Um, Laporte had a header go just wide, and Trossard had a chance at the near post. Saved. That would have been big to tie it. But then a couple minutes later, Kevin De Bruyne seals it with an absolute worldy from distance. City, take home all three points. 3-1. Yeah, good performance by City. Kind of lackluster at the very first part. Kind of reminiscent of last year's City where they're just sleepwalking. But I don't know, anytime you have Holland out there, it's like... It doesn't matter if you're sleepwalking at all. It's all you need. It's like point one second. You make all the difference in the world. Yeah, that that counterattack goal was couldn't have been more than like ten seconds long. No, it's crazy how fast it got up there. Yeah, Brighton. I don't feel bad about this performance. You're not getting very good results lately, but I wouldn't say the performance of performances have been that bad. Um, just more direct in attack. I think that's what they have to go for. Yeah. I think, personally, I would say City's first half, they were kind of below their yeah. level. Their the performance level. wasn't as good as the result. They yeah. they weren't playing 2-0 up. Yeah. So, yeah. moving on. They made it count when it was needed. Speaking of making it count when it's needed. The big match on Saturday, Chelsea versus Manchester United at the bridge. To the lineups for Chelsea, Kepa, Chalaba, Silva, Kukurea, Jorginho, Chilwell, Loftus-Cheek, Aspilicueta, Aubameyang, Sterling, and Mason Mount. Can I tell you something? Yes, please do. As soon as I saw the lineup, because I wasn't able to follow this game live, mm-hmm. I said... What the hell kind of lineup is that? That is a pretty trash lineup. I don't know what Mr. Potter was thinking with this lineup. That screams nil-nil to me. <laughs> it Super defensive. Yeah. I mean, who's playing the ball forward for midfield? Jorginho? Loftus-Cheek is like running it forward just to lose it? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it either. Mount drops in a guess and it's more like a three five two i don't i don't like it i don't like it one bit yeah i feel like it's more of a lineup for like a big away match rather than at home i wouldn't even trust that away being too defensive is not ever a good thing you need some some attack in terms of being able to relieve pressure especially when you're chelsea i mean yeah you shouldn't be making those sort of sacrifices no 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 for united de gea Lissandro Martinez, Varane, Delo, Shaw, Bruno Fernandes, Erickson, Casemiro, Anthony, Sancho, Casemiro, Marcus Rashford up front. Yeah, I tell you what, man, you were up for it. And they're passing uh, around Chelsea pretty well, given the fact United's passing this year has looked pretty poor at times. Yeah. To say the least. But, uh, man, you kind of let Chelsea play poorly and transition quickly that's what they're going for it's got what they played like against everton but everton didn't make that many mistakes Mm -hmm. um but when everton did make mistakes in that game united capitalized this game united really could not capitalize on anything it felt like yeah they had 
had some early chances. Luke Shaw kind of had a chance flash across net, and then Anthony forces Kepa into a save, pushing it just wide. Then big moment, Kepa stonewalls oncoming Marcus Rashford. He may never score again. He had two chances. And he had another one five minutes later, forcing Kepa into a save. Yeah. Graham Potter says, enough of this. Time for a tactical change. Brings on Kovacic for Kukurea. I mean, I don't know how he didn't... How did it take 36 minutes? It should have taken zero minutes for you to <laughs> see that this would happen. Maybe he didn't actually put out the lineup. Maybe. Yeah, and his system Andrew put out, he's like, I have a bad stomach. I have to go to the bathroom. Throw it together in five minutes. <laughs> and he threw oh, it my together. God. What is this? Yeah, he saw that. He's like, wow. That's brutal. <laughs> Uh, Chelsea looked a little bit better after that. They had a chance through Aubameyang, but slowly rolled it wide. Yeah, I thought the best chance for Chelsea, oddly enough, was a chance they didn't even like take or anything, but it was uh, kind of a fast break play, and then, uh, you know, Mount drilled it across, kind of whipped it in, mm-hmm. and Aubameyang was wide open back post, but Varane got like just a toe on it to poke it wide, but yeah. would have been a clear goal if on whiffed or something yeah and mount hit that ball pretty fast oh too. yeah that was a rip. old man no bummy and can't can't get to that oh i mean yeah he might have not been able to get to it stretch anthony had a chance just before halftime but he put a shot wide yeah Goes that was brutal halftime. that you know, i i think people have been glossing over that for a while the hundred million pound man that the fact that didn't even go on that is honestly kind of sad that was pretty rough second half was pretty dull. Yeah, your guy Sterling was having a rough go this game. Sterling, Sterling under Mr. Potter has not looked very well. That's what I was going to say. Sterling, it just ain't working. Tuchel Sterling, ground. superb. Potter Sterling, dire. Now you're like, oh, God, we got him on like four years left, and he's making like 300 k And we're week. supposed to believe in the Graham Potter experience. Oh, God. Um. I'm I'm just gonna say it because a lot of people are saying no penalties and stuff. I think this is just a straight up karma penalty. I'll say it. McTom yes. is the most physical, like oh, yeah. over the top physical, ridiculous level of physicality in the Premier League. We need like a ex- the amount of expected times, red card stat. Yeah, the amount of times they like body slam guys and stuff. It's like mm-hmm. you have this coming, and you do this in the box. We just saw it with who was it, Pereira trying to mark dawson where it's like completely impeding people's way to get there it's like you might say the guy goes down soft but like you're completely you're just in the way entirely like it's not even you kind of leave the referee with no choice but to call it yeah and Jorginho slots Jorginho doing what Jorginho does stepping up do you miss Jorginho's little afro when he had like the little perm after his broccoli hair. Yeah, he's a little. He's a, uh, he was the true zoomer. <laughs> <laughs> he's a trailblazer. Yeah, he's little monkey man zoomer. Uh, towards the end, United kind of applying some pressure, and then out of nowhere, Casemiro with a great ball to him. By mm. the way, I'd say the two best guys in this game by far were Shaw and uh, Casemiro. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, header far post. And in, Capanade both sweep it off the line. Finishes yeah, just, one all. Just barely gets across the line. Oh, yeah. Did you see the, like, goal line yeah. technology thing for it? It was by a hair. 
but finishes 1-1, probably a fair result given the way teams performed in this one. Yeah, I was thinking so. I mean, Chelsea, if they would have won that match, it would have been a real steal of a win. Yep. They didn't deserve that. That performance was really poor. Yeah. No no one thought Chelsea played better than United. If anything, yeah. United played better, but I wouldn't say United deserved it. Their attack was yeah. really bad at finishing. Yeah, I agree with And 100%. I think it's like a sneaky, could be a downfall to keep them outside the top four kind of thing. Yeah. I don't trust anyone as far as finishing goes on this team. Yeah, not very clinical. That is for sure. Who would you say is their best finisher? I feel like in a weird sense, it doesn't even make sense because he doesn't score that much and he's been out of form, but he's kind of bounced back a bit. It's like, is it Bruno? But I don't even trust him because he's lost on penalties and stuff too now. Yeah, he's, I just he's don't a know big who, confidence player. Yeah, I just don't know who. I mean, it's got to be Ronaldo, but in terms of finishing strictly. Yeah. But I don't know, this year Ronaldo's kind of had a drop off. But he doesn't play enough, so who knows? He only yeah, plays would, in the Europa League. You know what I have to say about that? What? The lean back. It's a great I celly. love that celly, it's dude. That's celly. so clean. He's so he rules. I Ronaldo like, rules. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, I like the like new arc of Ronaldo, like <laughs> the downfall arc. I enjoy it, it. It rules. It reminds me of when I was uh I hated A Rod forever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, once Yankee fans started to hate him and, like, all MLB fans, I was like, I kind of like A-Rod. Yeah, yeah, we hop on when everyone hops off. Yeah, the zag, the ultimate zag. Yeah. Um, so now we're Ronaldo fanboys. We have been. But it's we, cool to be. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, United, better finishing in the future. Chelsea, just keep up the attack, I guess. Both teams need to show me a little more in attack going forward. Yeah, and Grant Potter... Enough of that stupid what formation. Was that? Or, well, he changes all the time anyway, yeah. so it's, the, you know. The lineup was, that was a real L. Yeah. I mean, brutal. at least he could see he admitted that it, went it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you put it out. Yeah. So that's Did you see the video of uh, Kovacic after the game? Yeah, running in panties. Yeah. In his black whitey tighties. What a legend. He's gifted. A true man. He's gifted. That's all a, I'll say. A true, a true man. <laughs> this, he's kind of a slabby. Of the uh, uh, the Serbs, the yeah. Croats, he's he's a slabhead version of what they got going on over there. Man, just walks around the field in his underpants. Yeah, there's something about. I think that comes from Italy because he played for Inter Milan and stuff, and you see that more with Italians for whatever reason. It's very strange. Keep your pants. On. Yeah, keep your pants. On. Well, who's that guy in Juventus in like 2014? He was like on a yellow, so he took. Rather than take his shirt off, he took his pants off. I don't remember that. It wasn't Urente. I, I can't remember. They had way too many strikers back then. <laughs> let's move on to the next game. <laughs> Enough but about I the digress. pantsless talk. This Someone looked pantsless in this game. Yeah, they sure did. And it was Brentford because they got their pull, pants pulled down right in front of them. Whew. To the lineups. Aston Villa versus Brentford. Emmy Martinez. Matty Cash. Ezra Konsa, Ty Mings, Ty Mings, Ash Young, <laughs> Doug Lewis, <laughs> Doug Emmy, Emmy Buendia, Ollie Watkins, Leon Bailey, Leander Dendonker, and Danny Ings. Brentford, Raya, Pinnock, 
Ayer, Zanka, Henry, Jensen, Onyeka, Yanalt, Roslev, Tony, and Buemo. Uh, I mean, just right off the bat, pure domination. We talked about Villa, you know. Maybe a little Stevie G's gone. We're going to rally the troops and uh, really? play hard. Yeah. I guess what happened? They dominated. Yeah, they were the Ronaldo <laughs> Selly. They literally they were the Ronaldo. They felt so good. Um, Villa, golf right off the bat. Corner routine. Works out pretty well. Finds its way to Leon Bailey, who rips it. Looked really good this game, Leon Bailey. Yeah. Goes 1-0. Not even five minutes later. Villa, they're hot. They're really hot. The passing, progressive, had some edge to it. That through ball from Ashley Young yeah. to Bailey was... Sublime. Sublime. It Bailey sure squares it. Ings, Ripsky, 2-0. And then not even... Well, I guess this was over five minutes later, but um, shortly after, it's a pen. It is a pen given to Villa, and Danny Ings slots it for the brace. Yeah, I always love to see Danny Ings having success. I've been waiting for Danny Ings. He's been hidden in the Gerard dungeon. He's, he's he's disrespected. Oh, yeah, 100%. Even amongst Premier League fans, people like to shit on him a bunch. Yeah. Southampton fans are still salty about him. Undeserved. Yeah. Yeah, terrible penalty for my year. Uh, the pull on Mings just about as crystal clear of a penalty as you can get. A lot of teams just getting sloppy on corners on defense, mm-hmm. thinking they can get yeah. by with stuff, but oh, it's not so it's fast. really bad. Uh, Villa getting possession, getting high up the pitch, kind of keeping Brentford pinned in, making them rely on that long ball counter. I mean, that's how you beat Brentford right now. You just get them pinned in, make sure that they can't break on the long ball in your set. Um, anytime Brentford did have some, you know, play going forward, I thought Villa's defense held its own. Its shape was good. Mm-hmm. Thought then Donker played real good this game. Dude, I did too. I did too. There's some controversy him playing over McGinn now. Oh, I loved it. McGinn has been playing pretty bad this he year. Yes, has. Normally we're John McGinn guys, but you got to admit when you're wrong. John McGinn not playing well this year. Then Donker steps in. Mm, looks pretty good. Yeah, the only reason McGinn has been playing as much as he has because he got forced to be captain. He got the captain, and then imagine <laughs> Stevie G has to bench his own captain. Ugh. What a jabroni. Yikes. Um, Yikes. Villa's sequence of chances at 40 minutes in, including a Luis corner off the bar and a big David Raya double save. It could have been way worse. It could have been worse. It could have been like 6-0 at half. Yes. Um Goes in halftime, 3-0. Second half, Villa come out with some more pressure. And Ollie Watkins, absolute meme-tier goal. <laughs> Play the clown music. Shooting the ball, saved, off the post, blocked, saved. Yep. And Watkins taps it in. Third and, time is a charm. Well on his way to a 20-goal <laughs> season, like I predicted, now that he doesn't have Steven Gerrard handicapping him. See, Ings and Watkins, they can play together and both score. If Dean Smith believes in that, I believe in uh, that. Yeah. Even though Norwich fans are really upset at Dean if, Smith if right now. If Aaron Danks believes in it, yes, I believe in it. I don't think anything beats when they put up the random picture of the intra manager. Oh, and it's just some. It hits different. The angle. It hits different. The, just some random Angelo guy. 
yeah. Anglo-Saxon guy standing there. And it's like, like wow. low-res, mm-hmm. kind of zoomed in weird. Yeah. It, it doesn't fit. Some some intern just Photoshopped it, that last night. It rules because it's like, you know, we have, uh, we've had so many just like random like foreign guys in the Premier League, and it's like they get their chances and stuff. But I think Sean Dyche is unironically right where it's like, you know, British managers are kind of overlooked. That's what it is. They don't have that flashiness. Exactly. The exotic. I think it is what it is. But when you get, you know, you get your Mike Jacksons, you get your Gary O'Neills, you get your Aaron Danks, the Premier League just got dank. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Brentford's best chance of the game came, is really their only chance. Uh, Jensen had a nice shot, very similar to the uh, second Everton goal, where it was kind of a shot that created a rebound. And Brian and Buemo just missed an absolute tap in, went side netting. It's tough. It's a tough day for Brentford all the way around. Yeah, just that kind of day. Finishes 4 0. Villa, you needed this so bad, I can't even tell you. Feels like a big relief off the shoulders, big weight off the shoulders. Brentford, I'm not too troubled by it because I think this was brewing in Villa. I think this was a long time coming. And they, you unfortunately were the. The rag doll that Villa was. You just set so happen to be on the receiving end of it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm starting to get concerned about Brentford, especially when they don't have Jansen at the back. It yeah. seems like their defense is a lot worse without him. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I mean, he, Pontius Jansen is solid in terms of the organization stuff. Yeah. Ben Mee looks a little cooked. Yeah. But they're relying on him too much, I think. I'm not a huge Zaka guy. I really like to say his name. Don't care much for him. I think he got hurt in this one, but um, yeah, Brentford will rotate. They'll figure it out. They'll hang around. But uh, maybe this is the start of their. Well, this is kind of like when their downfall started last year. It was like November to like January, February esque. Yeah, I suppose they have an opportunity. To turn it around. As long as you have Ivan Tony, I still have faith in you. The second half of the season, is it's going to be massive and it's going to stand on its own. Yep, 100%. So Some team is going to have a hopeless feeling because they just come in flat. Yeah. I mean, you take You just got to make sure it's not you. Get get going and... That's what I'm saying. And you're not going to have any time. You're not going to have any time to get going. Uh, Let's move on to a team that's looked pretty flat ever since... uh, they got their what second win of the year? They, they almost two. beat Arsenal. That that's kind of their achievement of this season. I don't think so. <laughs> they beat Chelsea three <laughs> nil, and probably played a good part in Tuchel getting sacked. I think that's their crowning achievement. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Leeds, Fulham, to the lineup: Sam, Melier, Ailing, Koch, Cooper, Strike, Aronson, Rocca, Harrison, Sinister, Greenwood. And Rodrigo up front. I like the little Sam Greenwood mix it up, throw in some some yeah, fresh Yeah, I legs. mean, that's all, that's really all Marsh can do right now is kind of get some uh, get some fresh blood. Fulham, Leno, Tosin, Ream, Bobby Cenk Reed. Tosin. Cenk Tosin, straight out of England. Anthony Robinson, Harrison Reed. Oh, yes. my God. Ballon d'Or's finest Harrison Reed. Harry Wilson getting in there. Uh, Liverpool's finest. W- Willian, Arsenal legend. Jalpolina and Mitrovic leading the line. 
Yeah, I mean, this one, buzzing start, more so from Leeds than Fulham. Uh, Greenwood kind of had a half chance from the edge of the box, and, uh, you know, Leeds, you could you could kind of feel. They start fast. That's what they do. Yeah, press looked pretty good early. And then uh, it came down. Fulham had one chance and almost scored right away. Roca and Koch had a goal line clearance. But Leeds still able to score. I'm not sure, like, the physics on Harrison's shot, how that even happened. How it, like, got blocked but went, like, straight in the air in a chipping <laughs> that manner. That was pretty weird. It was very strange. But stays in play. Rodrigo taps it in. I think Rodrigo's up for, like, goal of the year. Every goal he scores. Respect. No, Big he's, just, he's just the tap-in tap merchant. merchant. Yeah, absolutely. Building that high Someone's got to be there. Fulham's back line on that play was that's if you would have showed me that solo clip before the season started and said watch this I would have said Fulham are going down I <laughs> still don't right. I just don't have faith in their defense yeah their but midfield they get... and attack are so superior yeah to what we thought hence why they're in the position they are but that back line is not it's shaky it's shaky but they cover it up sometimes yeah more often than not uh, get an equalizer off the corner. Your guy, Mitrovic. Yeah, some superb marking from Leeds on that one. You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. Yeah, it wasn't even that good of a routine. It was just Leeds like no one knew who was marking who, and Mitrovic kind of just took like four steps forward. Yeah. Running, air quotes, running to the <laughs> ball. Running by Mitrovic's standards. Yeah. Yes. But... 1-1, one, one, and then right before half, Pereira, one-on-one -on -one oh. with Melier. Melier. Standing on his head, standing on his big buzzed head, makes the save, keeps his team in it. Um, so it goes in halftime, 1-1. One, one. Yeah, massive save. Leads, big chance just after halftime. Brendan Aronson. Lifts it over the bar, and then a chance for Polina on the break. Shot goes well wide. Yeah, he is really he is really tragic. I can't believe he scored one time. Uh, Bamford had a chance, but he can't get the finish. That was huge. That was Pat Bamford had to score. That had the makings of like that was to break his duck, and now it doesn't, and I don't know what to think of him anymore. Pat, Pat Bamford. He might go back to the championship. R.I.P. Gone he, but not forgotten. Fulham retake the lead. Follow up from a corner where Pereira found Bobby D. Cordova read open, who had a brilliant glancing header that somehow found the back of the net. That was like such a good header from yeah, that position. Well, oh, Mitrovic had a chance right before that uh, open header, and he just couldn't score. But then they get this goal. Yeah, I know. Running near post. No one on him. Again, yeah. no, just unmarked. But that flick on to the far post side netting. Ooh. Speaking of Ooh. breaking physics, like. Yeah, how do you get that much power and 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 kind of placement on that? Speaking of breaking physics, you know when like the old boomer announcers sit there and like, oh, this is like a that's like some uh, video game, that's like some uh, video game right there. Harrison Reed, dribbling, <laughs> something out of a video game. He just hit the analog stick on FIFA, just skill move galore. Oh, along the end line, finds Willian, the slots ginger it. Messi. Three to one. Dude, I'm here for it. Um Harrison Reed. 
Let's go. The the real Harrison stand up. Thank you. Leads pull one back. Sam's guy Somerville. Crescencio. Yeah, the Dutchman. What a great name. Uh, three to two, but not enough. As Fulham go on the road away from OP Creative Craven Cottage. They take all three points. Leeds are sitting there looking at Marsh in a staring contest saying, we committed to you, and it was going well, and now it stinks. What's going on? Yeah, I think it's just another week where we say, we look at Jesse Marsh and we say, is this the week? But he hasn't been sacked yet. They're just, they're rolling with it, um, hoping things turn around sometime. I mean, they've had some injuries they're looking to have some guys coming back, but overall the performances have been a little rough, especially in the finishing department. Yeah. I mean, they don't have anyone who can really score a goal. Pat Bamford, Pat Bamford has looked terrible. Joe Gellhart, for some reason, is like destined for the bench except for the yeah. last five minutes of the game. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand Got that. an assist. Got an assist. Maybe he'll start the next match. You think there's a could they sign anyone championship? Ben Barrett and Diaz. I don't know who else is out there. I don't know. You're the championship. Rafinha Rafinha alone? Rafinha alone. Let's go. Rafinha Bring it back. It, apparently it's not working out Barcelona. No take backs. Yeah, no refunds. That's great. Yeah, apparently the reason that they didn't sign another striker was because they believed in Joe Gellhart and didn't want to limit his playing time. But you're not, you're playing, not him, playing him. So I don't know. Yeah. Pat Bamford doesn't look like he should be playing much at this point. No. He should be the one being subbed on late to maybe win a header or something. But He is looking rough. But on the other hand, Fulham, big win, scoring oh three goals. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it could have been a little tighter at the back. Yeah. It's Fulham. Yeah. Pereira. Amazing game. Harrison Reed, great game. Harrison Reed just coming out of nowhere. I mean, popping Is he getting off. an England call? That would be hilarious. <laughs> I'm here for it. Get him in. Put him on the plane. I mean, it's it's no crazier than like how people are calling for like James Ward Prowse to be in the team and stuff like that for a couple years back. Not even like last year. I James feel Ward like Prowse, this is like, even more merited. Yeah. But it's like no one would ever say Harrison Reed for the England squad. Well, here we go. Title of the Us. episode, Harrison Reed for the England squad. <laughs> Harrison Reed, colon, England's number six. <laughs> <laughs> and that's after uh, the Premier League just got dank. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We have like four names for the podcast. We There's just no upload space. the same podcast, but title it different. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're trying out different names, see what catches on. Yeah. Uh, well, Sam, you called it. No, actually, you didn't. You said Southampton would win. You, I, I you said called a draw. the one-one draw. Yeah, I knew bad things were afoot. I knew it too. I just didn't think it'd be as bad because Arsenal are clicking right now. Southampton, Arsenal, to the lineups: Bazunu, Liankow, Shaletta Shar, Perot, Salisu, Ward, Prowse, Armstrong, El Nuesi, Diallo, Aribo, Armstrong. Were you who were you scared of on Southampton out of curiosity? That was gonna pop off. Unironically, I knew we were gonna get shit housed by Lianco. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. 
See, I think right now it'd have to be Perot. He's just clicking. That's true. He is popping off. Um, Arsenal, Ramsdale, White, Gabriel, Saliba, Tomiyasu, Partey, Odegaard, Jaka, Saka, Jesus, Martinelli. Arsenal started real strong. They were really putting the pressure on. Um, looked really fast on the ball. And they got a goal to show for it. Ben White, little low cross in, cut back pass. Granite Jaka, the best number 10 in the world, some might say. He's reborn as a goal scorer now. Uh, yeah, really nice passing sequence. Southampton's formation was just really not good. It was very exposed defensively. Yeah. Um, pen shout on G- Gabriel Jesus from Charlotte Char. I was surprised that it wasn't called. I think it went to VAR, but mm-hmm. one of those instant no's, and it's like, what is even going on? I mean, it's it's baffling the just the the inconsistencies. I mean, how can you just instantly look in this and say nope? I mean, it was obvious there was contact there. Yeah. I mean, Therefore, you have to look at it further. But whatever. You'll you'll stare at an clearly onside goal for four minutes before yeah. deciding. Yeah, it's the goofiest shit you'll ever see. Yeah, I, it's like they're trying to make a case to get rid of R. Like, this year, way harder than ever. Like, there are times the last couple of years where it's like, this is bad, get rid of it. Now it's like, everyone's like, you have to you have to just completely alter the system or throw it away because it's worthless. Um, We had a Hans Hasenhut a little switch up on you. He threw a curveball at Arteta. Yes. Said, hey, how about this? We're going to pack the midfield a bit. Yeah, and it worked. Mm-hmm. They they played a lot better. It, it was uh yeah, they definitely looked better. It's a substitution, exactly. It was wasn't it? Um, well, they didn't. I don't know if they made a substitution, they, right? They just they literally just moved. Went, yeah, they yeah. just moved. Uh, what's his nuts up in the formation? I gotta click on it. I think it's El Nuisi, but I want to before I just ramble off nonsense. Or just ramble off nonsense. Yeah, because they kind of had a Rebo Armstrong and then El Nuesi forward, and then they moved him back to wing back role, which yeah, he doesn't right. like. But guess what? Sucks to suck. This is going to help the team. And they did. They looked a whole lot better. Um, best chance is still going the way of Arsenal, but Southampton just really couldn't control the ball at times. And they just kept getting beat to second and third balls, which they normally don't do. Yeah, the the one thing Arsenal had was just kind of not as sharp up front, kind of struggling after that formation change to really create chances, you know. Yeah, it felt like it was always chances. like one pass, one touch away. Yeah. Martinelli was off this game, to say the least. Yeah. It it just looked like there was some fatigue setting in. There's been a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a little bit of squad rotation of Arteta, too. I mean... Yeah, Sokka's played how many like straight Premier League games and stuff? All of them. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, sometimes you gotta change it up a bit, and I don't know. That's why that's why you have a deep squad. But goes in halftime one nil. Second half, El Nuesi, massive chance, not able to do anything uh, with it, unfortunately. But then Gabby Jesus counterattack shot is blocked last second by El Nuesi. He's practically one on one with. Bazunu mm-hmm. until the block. 
and then Southampton grab it. Fast buildup after a long ball to um, Adam Armstrong. A little bit of dribbling, finds El Nuesi. El Nuesi slips it to Stu Armstrong, who's cutting diagonal behind the defense. Stu Armstrong. Sam's favorite Southampton player does him dirty. Just stabs me in the back like that. He's like, you know you know what Sam likes me? Here's a nice little slow roller to the far post past Ramsdale. Yeah, it was well worked by Southampton, you gotta say. That that yeah. link up play, the build up play for that goal, it was it was nice. It wasn't just some a, crap bouncing ball in the box, tapping yeah. or something. It was they worked it well. They deserved that goal. They took their chance mm-hmm. when it mattered. Arsenal opted to make some substitutions, and they didn't really pan out. Um, I didn't like bringing off Odegaard. Uh, they brought on Vieira and Tierney. And Your boy, Eddie N. Eddie Nketiah, he, he looked pretty off this game for whatever reason. Yeah, he didn't reason. do anything. Um, Fabio Vieira just kind of was like messing up everything he was doing. Mm-hmm. Not very good to see. And meanwhile, absolutely getting shit housed by Lianca the whole time. Oh my gosh, that guy should have got South, a red card. Southampton fans were really, really hyped about Mister Lianca and his performance. On multiple occasions, he could have got a second yellow card. Could have got a straight red card. Specifically, I say, there was the moment. Yeah, the choking. The choking. With that said, him just getting in Arsenal's head. It was a massive part for Southampton. Had to be done. 100%. To provide that edge. 100%. Uh, Southampton kind of poured on the pressure after the goal, looking for a second, but it's Arsenal who score, but uh, the ball went out of play before the pass. Yeah. Quite unfortunate. Uh, I knew it right away, so I wasn't too disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's out. Not celebrating. Finishes 1-1. One, one. Fair result. Hassenhudel survives another round. How does he do it? It's honestly impressive. He does just enough, the bare minimum, to stay afloat. Yeah, I think the referees played a big impact on this match, but overall... All right. Overall, I think it it evens out because Arsenal didn't deserve to win the Leeds no. game. It, Arsenal didn't deserve to win this game either. They didn't really deserve to win this game. They could have had a couple calls gone their way. But, but I, 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 I agree. I don't think they deserve to either. Yeah. Um, moving on. I'm not too concerned with either either uh, squad after this performance. There's no glaring takeaways from this game, in my opinion. Yeah, I know a lot of people are trying to say like the sky's falling for Arsenal, but I mean you can't, you can't win, win literally every game. every game. Yeah, that's not. Possible. It's ridiculous. It's not possible. You know what I called for last week? I sat here and said, Lester, give me a three nil, and I'll have faith in you. And they come out and they play Wolverhampton Wanderers. Let's get into the game. Line up, Sam. For Wolves, Jose Saw, Nathan Collins, Johnny Kilman, Hugo Johnny Bueno, Hugo yes. Bueno. The most made-up guy ever. I know. This <laughs> FIFA youth player, Hugo Bueno. I love this guy. It's so fake, it's not even real. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Neves, Podence, Mateusz, Joe Matinho. Adama Traore, and the big man up top, Diego Costa. Diego, Diego, Diego. <laughs> Just roll him, him, roll him out there. I want to see rules. a sprint between him and Mitrovic. 
Oh my gosh! I, but they like <laughs> have to like jostle for possession, uh, position too. They're yeah. just like shoving each other while sprinting. That'd be good for Lester, Danny Ward, Justin, Face, Foss. It always trips me up. Please say Voot. Voot, Voot. Okay, Voot. Amarte, Castagna, Barnes, Tielemans, Madison, Dewsbury Hall, Sumori, Pats and Taka. Yeah, it, 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 we're at the point now where Lester's second center back might not matter because Voot is just so good. He is good. He's, yeah. He's, he's actually straight up good. Yeah, badly like good. needed. Badly needed. He's mobile. He's physical. He's the perfect replacement for, uh, Fofana because he provides a little more defense not as good on the ball and stuff but he's still solid yeah um that's about as good of a replacement as you could ask for he kind of reminds me of when Suyuncu was in form yeah just that kind of like I see what you're saying speed and physicality I think I like him better because his name's Voot oh yeah we're big Voot guys not big turkey guys yeah Um, true too dry for me (laughs) Hey, Diego Costa asleep. had a chance. This is kind of just a, a slow start in this one, but uh, yeah, Diego Costa had a few chances. He's going to get one. He's I want to know get who gets Diego Costa, and I might oh, laugh it's gonna at that team forever. Um, Tielemans with a goal of the season candidate. Off the Madison free kick, it's cleared out. Tielemans with just a peach. Yeah, Tielemans said, okay, this is going to be that game where I pop off and Everyone mm-hmm. remembers why I'm actually decent Solid at and, times. So. Yeah. Um, the way I described this game after that goal was Wolves, classic Wolves. Just looking good going forward, getting in the box. Yeah. And nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. It's almost impossible for nothing to happen, but yet it, it doesn't happen. Yeah, I was surprised because I watched this game after the fact, and I was like, oh, 4-0, Leicester. They probably dominated yeah. the game. They no. didn't. Leicester, I think, had four or five <laughs> shots, and they all resulted in goals. Speaking of goals, vintage Harvey Barnes. V- vintage Harvey Barnes. What A 1-2 yep. vintage Harvey Barnes. I, oh. I coined it. <laughs> the vintage Harvey Barnes. Dewsbury Hall and Harvey Barnes. You love to see it. Barnes just absolute slotted that shot, too. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, and... You know, Lester, really efficient. Uh, they're moving fast when they turn Wolves over. You can see that with the Tielemans chance at around 30 minutes. Yeah. Podence uh, had a chance just before, before halftime, calling Ward into action. Yeah, Ward, I don't. I just don't feel good that Daniel Podence is probably their best attacking guy. Yeah, it's not good. Um, it's not good. Yeah. Diego Costa had a for-sure goal, but it was... Uh, for that tap in, but it was blocked before half as well. Yes, tough. Goes in halftime two 0 Second half, Wolves look better, and then it absolutely fades. They looked even better than the first half, and it still just did nothing. Yeah, it was pretty lackluster <laughs> in the end. And then about the 60th minute, it was it was pretty much toast. And then 65th minute, really out of nothing, kind of what was it like a throw in? It was like a throw and then like a pass, and then Madison walked up and took a shot. Yeah. He just took a shot, and it somehow went near post. Rough Jose saw game. Very rough. Yeah, it was one of those games. So I mean, to be fair, he wasn't helped out by his defense at all. The The amount of space that was in between Wolves' back line yeah. and like 
everyone else, they were rocking like a four six formation. Yeah, they were uh, they were not about to get beat behind. Unfortunately, they got beat in front because Tielemans was popping shots and Madison was popping shots. Yeah, and unfortunately, the midfield was lava for Wolves, and they had like no one there. Oh, they did. They were all just running forward and then not running backwards. Yeah, there was a lot of space. Um, Jamie Vardy comes on after pounding a Red Bull and adds a fourth, and then howls at Wolves fans, which we've seen before, but does this stinky, stinky, <laughs> waving his nose. Oh, that's oh, that's brutal. Ugh. Getting a stinky, stinky dropped on you in real life. <laughs> oh, Wolves. That might be worse than relegation. Vardy going to do it to you. <laughs> going to give it to you. Vardy going to give it to you. I love that, though. That's that's why I love Vardy. just comes out the he's, bench, downs the Red Bull. He's a proper English Scores lad, the goal. if you ask me. Mugs off the home fans. What a legend. Ends 4-0. What a win for Leicester. Efficient. So now I have to be back on. Yeah. I, I literally gave Smiling. them an objective, and they... they Game through, so now it's official. I'm back on Leicester. I've been pulling Leicester up from the depths. I'm like, they're they not still that weren't bad. even. They still weren't even good. They were losing these games. They just beat Forest. Their 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 <laughs> quick build up play looks pretty good. Well, we'll see. And it's working. I'll tell you, a team who doesn't really have quick build up play. Tottenham Hotspur. That'd be Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham Hotspur. They only have. Counterattack. There's no such thing as build up play with Tottenham. They are anti football. They really are. They're the opposite of football heritage, as Jose Mourinho would say. Uh, the lineup, Sam. For Tottenham, Loris, Sanchez, Dyer, Longley, Ollie Skip. Ollie Skip making his first start of the season. I love him. Just throw him in there against Newcastle. I was very surprised to see that. I thought he was exiled. Um, Hank's guy, Emerson Royale. Superb fullback. Sassanyan, also superb fullback. Bentancur, Basuma, Hunman Sun, and Harry Kane. Rocking that 3-5-2. Did you see the Royale um, Champions League pass? Did you see that clip? Uh, remind me what it was. Oh, he literally just went for a no-look pass and played it straight out of bounds right ahead of him. Oh, I didn't see that. That's pretty funny. It was... That's right up there with Anthony's today where he... Or yesterday. Yeah, the spinning. The spin and it around. Get, and then play a through ball to no one. It gets taken away and gets subbed off. I like how United, we'll just cut to it for a slow, for a second here. I like how people are like now like, it's dumb. I don't like it. Why does he do it? It's showboating. It's like, he's been doing it this whole time. <laughs> been, what did, were you asleep? Yes. We all know it's worthless. It's him spinning around a ball like. 15 yards away from the defender <laughs> yeah it doesn't exactly. add anything it's just some guy being a weirdo he is a weirdo. i don't even hate it it's just i just don't love it it's just what it is he's i don't even know what to come it's like in basketball if a guy like was dribbling up the court and started like rapidly dribbling between his legs yeah. like for no reason it's like okay it doesn't do anything what are you doing <laughs> like i don't know what to yeah, tell I, you i don't i don't understand <laughs> but you know whatever um, um newcastle Nick Pope, Trippier, Botman, Cher, Dan Byrne, Willock, Longstaff, Bruno G, Joe Ellington, Callum Wilson, and, oh, man, on fire, Miggy Almiron, Atlanta United's finest in the form of his life. Uh, I, hate, I hate to say this, but 
Give that man the ball and door right now. Take it out of Benzema's hands. They look like the exact same guy. You say you hate to say it. I love to say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, in case you didn't know, and this is going to be a little more Tottenham bashing, unfortunately. That's how we roll on this podcast. We we tell the truth, whether uh, you like it or not. Um. So remember when Son had a hat trick against Leicester, and people thought that was impressive. Yes. Has he done anything since? No, no. Okay, no. I just want to make sure. No, he, he, but he came out. He came out on. Uh, it's been leaked that he wants to move away from Tottenham to a bigger club. He's like me, when I finally get in a Call of Duty lobby against some Christmas noobs and just pop off on them, and then when I get put back into people of my own skill, I just get stomped. That's how yeah. it goes. I mean, he boosted his stats. Yeah. Against he Les. played a bad team. What do you want? Les, and these people, Lester like died that and ta- day. Yeah, and Tottenham, Tottenham fans were like, "Oh, I guess Son's back." It's like, <laughs> no, he actually just played one of the worst defenses in the league, and they don't have a midfield. They literally stopped carrying in the middle of the game. Yeah, they stopped <laughs> tracking back. Um, against Newcastle, an actual professional defensive unit, uh, Son was still able to get through and had chances, and he wasn't able to score due to the fact Nick Pope is. A very good goalkeeper, but also the fact that that chip was horrendous. <laughs> that was that was in FIFA. Like if you just you hit it and it's like you don't hit it hard enough or something, and you're like, "What was that? That's not the animation I wanted." You did it like one foot off the yeah, ground, yeah, and you brutal. look like a a right fool. Yeah, that is terrible. It's it, it was more like a golf chip when you're trying <laughs> to go for it, and you just hit more of a low line or something, uh, or you oof. it doesn't get out of the trap, and you're just like. <laughs> yeah, uh, Newcastle started off this game really well, holding the ball. Uh, eventually, Tottenham. It's kind of slow and conservative, but yeah, no, it, yeah. it definitely was. Uh, you know, they started off solid. Yeah, I was more so saying from the fact of just like holding on to the ball, Tottenham sitting back. Yeah, working for sure. it around. No, but, for sure. But eventually, Tottenham did grow into the game a bit more. They were. You know, pushing on the counterattacks, especially as they've been known to do. They had that chance for Sun, and then a chance, 29th minute, for Harry Kane on the counter. Nick Pope, big kick save. That was a nice one. Yeah. And then just two minutes later, Hugo Lloris makes an absolute massive blunder as he comes out of his own box to deal with a long ball up. But Callum Wilson just takes it off of him and chips it in. Controversy on this one. Controversy. A lot of people saying shouldn't have been allowed. I'm not of the opinion of that. Yeah. Larice is out of his box chasing a ball. You're not. You don't get special, uh, like, I guess special treatment because you're a goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. At I, that point, you're you're free to be. You know, it's not like he went shoulder to shoulder with them or anything like that i mean it's mm-hmm. he kind of just ran up squared him up bodied him and then shot it people compared it to like what antonio did uh in that was at the first week or second week against Forrest, where he blew the guy up just like full arm extension stuff yeah. it's like it wasn't even close to that not even close not even close yeah i agree 
100%. Lurie's, when you come out of your box like that, I mean, you're just opening yourself up to these sorts of things. You know, the kids now, they talk about the more you F around, the more you find out. Oh, he found out. He found out big time. You know why? Because he really fucked around. Don't run out of your box if you're not going to get there, Lurie's. Yeah, that was bad. Newcastle, looking the better side. And then uh, just Miguel Almiron. I don't know what to tell you. He can't be stopped. He's special. Just blows by the Tottenham defense. He is special. He's really feeling it. That's for sure. The finishing is... Are we sure that he wouldn't be the best finisher on Man U? Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> They're going to buy him for 120 mil. <laughs> Anthony Swap. Yeah. Um. No, amazing passing sequence <clears throat> uh, to get it to Almiron. Makes a little quick run. Dangles two Tottenham defenders. Shoots past Lloris. Goes in halftime 2-0. Tottenham respond fast, though. They respond fast. Yeah, they pulled one back. The only way they can score is on set pieces, and this was one of them. Corner kick. Harry Kane gets on the end of a flicked on ball at the back post. I think it's just the red alarms that Tottenham yeah. can only score from set pieces. Yeah. I mean, Harry Kane, tapping Merchant, doing his best, Rodrigo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they they have chances on the counter, and at the start, they look okay. You know, they yeah. get into space. but Later they, in the game, it's if they haven't capitalized early on, it's yeah. it's just not going to happen for them. And it's, it's, it's just happened game and game again where they have these counterattacking chances, but when they get to the final third, it just completely falls apart. And it makes me think like it's teams. Teams are really neutralizing Kane specifically because mm-hmm. it's not Kane who's entering the final <laughs> third with the ball ever. Yeah, and it it's a, a reliance on the Tottenham player, whoever it ends up being with the ball, mm-hmm. to either shoot or try and feed it to Kane. But at that point, Kane's marked. It's teams just finally working out the tactics to where they're like, okay, we can get enough guys around Kane. We're going to let Doherty shoot. We're going to let, you know, yeah. Betancourt try and make the right pass. Hoiberg shoot, stuff like that. It is what it is. Right now, they're probably teams are easing up on Sun because he just doesn't look as well. And mm-hmm. Kuliszewski out hurt. It's really got to be the Harry Kane show, but they can't get the ball to him because teams are for sure taking him away. Yeah, I think my two takeaways from this are, one, we're seeing – Last year, we talked a lot about Tottenham's efficiency. We're seeing what happens when they stop being so efficient. Part of that being when you neutralize the most efficient player, Harry Kane. Yeah. And then a massive efficiency drop-off from Sun. Yep. And then you don't even have a third guy right now. I mean, Richarlison's yeah. nothing, and Kuliszewski's out hurt. Yeah, and we, sh- we saw this last year. Kuliszewski changed Tottenham's season. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't anticipate, you can't cover Kane and Son, and then that third guy coming in yeah. who can play great passes and shoot. It's way too hard, especially when he's as fast as Kuliszewski is and as quick as Kuliszewski is. Yeah. So they need to get him back as soon as possible. Until then, I don't have any faith in them. Yeah. Um. Newcastle see it out because Tottenham are just completely uninspiring to end the game. They are some hot trash. 2-1. Big win for Newcastle. Not as impressive as most people think. Yeah, I didn't think they played all that great. They played decent. Yeah. They could have had a handball penalty 
where Joel Linton like crossed it and it hit Emerson Royale's hand. Yeah. A bit hard done by that, but I mean, I'm not going to. It's one of those things. Either it's called, it's like hitting on 16 and blackjack. Either it's, yeah, you always hit or you never hit. Yeah. These handballs, it feels like it's drifting further away from when it's point blank, it's either called or it's not. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Either it should be or it's not, but it's, I don't know. Uh, anyways, Newcastle, 2 1 win. 2 1 win. Final match of the week. West Ham versus Bournemouth. To the lineups, West Ham, Fabianski, Johnson, Cresswell, Zuma, Kerrer, Flynn Downs. Flynn Downs, how about that? Jared Bowen, Ben Rama. The Europa Suchet, League's finest. Rice, Skamaka. For Bournemouth, Neto, Fredericks, Mepham, Smith, Sinesi, Cook, Lerma, Christie, Tavernier, Phil Bill, and Solanke. Phil Bill, not Lil Bill. Yeah, Phil Bill. They need to like recreate the Kill Bill movie poster. Yeah, Phil Bill. With Phil, <laughs> Phil Billing on there. Uh, yeah, I mean, this one, West Ham, wide attack, quite dangerous. Uh, ben Ramo looked really good in this game, I thought. But uh, Boardmouth had a chance on a mad scramble. A little back and forth in possession between both sides in the first half. But West Ham, I don't know. It's like once it's the 20-minute mark, they, like, wake up and finally get going now. Don't you feel like it? Yeah, it seemed like it was just kind of a little bit of a lethargic. I thought the first half in general kind of was lethargic for for both teams um, overall. They had a chance, 19th minute, Cresswell, coaches over, deflected, and then Suchek had a close-range chance save. Some injury issues in the first half. Big Dom Solanke getting forced off early. Um, Neto was dealing with some injuries and eventually got subbed off after halftime. But just before halftime, Kurt the Cat Kicker Zuma scores from a corner after Bournemouth failed to clear. And handball shortly before from Kerr, not called. That's that's a big moment of controversy. If you're Bournemouth, you're not happy with that one. What were your thoughts on that? No. I mean, he literally was playing volleyball. Yeah. I mean, West Ham fans are joking about it afterwards where it's like, they're like, oh, is it a pen? I don't know. And then they're just like, you know what? Let's just embrace it. It was. I mean, clearly it's with his hand. Right. Yes. Foul. Um handball from care should have been disallowed yep. goal somehow isn't disallowed i don't understand it because it's supposed to be like if it's in if the goal the, is scored directly from it then doesn't make sense he's purposefully moving his hand yeah like even if it was not intentional it still should be called but it was clearly intentional too which adds to it right brutal that's what i thought is like Anytime there's a handball in the box from the attacking side, yeah, they just immediately are like, okay, no goal. But mm-hmm. apparently that rule doesn't exist anymore. No, West Ham's luck has finally turned. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's against uh, Bournemouth. Yeah. Goes into halftime, 1-0. Second half, Bournemouth, like I said, forced into changing the goalkeeper. And then big Jeff Lerma with a surprising challenge. He comes flying yeah. in. <laughs> Elevates, high boot. He uh, he he had a look of uh, oh, 
I mean, he he went for it. He committed 100%. Yeah. Somehow only got the yellow card. I think that was about a stonewall red, red card as yeah. you can get. You know. But Maybe West Ham are unlucky. You know, refereeing. Declan Rice had a great volley saved by Mark Drivers. He's playing incredible right now. See? Massive reason of why West Ham are finally getting the ball rolling again with yeah. their form. Yeah, you got to have him involved. Bournemouth started to get into the game more so towards the end and, and we're really having more possession. I was disappointed because they were holding the ball more, but they just kind of seemed hesitant to try and whip in balls into the box, allow Kiefer Moore to get on the end of something. But they just seemed like they didn't really want to pull the trigger, maybe give away possession. Yeah. Uh, And then just before the end of the match, penalty awarded after a handball in the box on Jorma, Jorma. Zamora. <laughs> it's Jawarma forever, and don't you forget it. And Ben Rama steps up, converts the penalty. 2-0. West Ham take the win. West Ham, How about that? I feel like they're doing okay, but I still feel like they could do much better. Yeah. It just seems like at times they kind of play handbrake on. Yeah, I mean, they just they, they limit themselves team. with how they play. And, I mean, I feel like a lot of their guys, their attack, to me, will forever feel like it's like a my turn kind of thing where it's they specifically go through one guy and then yeah. next time they'll go through someone else and stuff like that. And it's just very limited. When it's free-flowing and stuff, That that's when West Ham are at their best and their fast build-up play. It's finding Bowen and stuff in space. Yeah, I feel like they struggle when teams just kind of sit back. They kind of don't know how to handle that mm-hmm. in terms of how to create chances off that. Bournemouth, maybe you feel a bit hard done by by this one, but overall I don't think they really deserved anything more than possibly a draw. No. Overall, I think it was a fair result. But still. It's it's tough when you go down one nil right before half just because a handball. That's true. Brutal. That's true. Change the whole outlook of a game. And unlucky with the injuries as well. To say the least. All right. All right, team of the week. Team of the week. Henderson, Shaw, Lianco, Cody, Trippier, Pereira, Bernardo Silva, Dendonker, Owobi, Casemiro, Leon Bailey up top. All right, it's been a good podcast, everyone. Thanks for watching. I am leaving this podcast after Hank included Lianco in his team of the week. Thank you for listening. It had to be done. He didn't even play that well, but the impact he had the on mind the mind game. games, psychological yeah. warfare. You know, I always love that. Psyops. Pretty much. Um, what was I going to say? I'm going to read off some just quick things real quick. You yeah. tell me on scale 1 to 10 how unbelievable it is. Okay. Given like what your preseason perception was. Okay. Of them. Through twelve games, Fulham seventh. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> A ten. Ten. A ten. Um I guess that kind of coincides, Mitrovic being top three. How about Almiron being tied for top five in goals? That's like a solid probably eight. Yeah. Because he was always, I mean, he'd play well, but he wouldn't really score. No, yeah. 
uh, Alex will be being tied for a second assist. That's 10. <laughs> the Alex will be redemption arc. I was trying to figure out, the, like, I guess not really goal difference, but goals allowed. But, like, how surprising would it be to say Wolves have, like, a bottom six or bottom seven defense? It's like... That's probably, like, a seven. Yeah, that's... Eight. They're that's normally good at defense. Pretty surprising. Yeah. Although, you know, they're switching it up, going to the back four, got rid of Cody. Yes. Yes. Um... I think I had one more for you, but I can't remember what it was. It had something to do with United. I can't remember. We'll move on. Um, let's get into some predictions. Let's get into some predictions. First Start match. Leicester, Man City. Leicester, Man City. The ultimate <laughs> test for Voot. After Hank puts his true faith into Leicester. I think they'll hang around. Okay, okay. I think it's possible. I... uh. They didn't do much in attack against Wolves, which scares me a bit. So they might not do much in attack in this game. But Man City susceptible on the counter. I wouldn't rule it out. Um, I'll not to mention there's always like remember the game they played was it last year or two years ago when it was City against Leicester and it was like was it Boxing Day? And it ended up like five to three or five to four. Leicester like kept coming back like oh, that was... in what felt like garbage time. Wasn't that at the start of last season, Leicester beat Man City? No, it wasn't. They didn't beat them. I remember Man City won this game. But uh, I know Leicester. Beat they've him. beat them. They beat them a couple times to start the last few years at City and stuff. But this one was like. Uh, where, where do I see stats? stats? Uh, that's not going to help. Here it is. Yes. City beat them. Six, yeah, Boxing okay, Day. 6 3. So it wasn't as close as I thought. But Leicester kept pulling garbage time goals out of their butts. Um. Yeah. Five to two, Leicester. What a game. Um, that was nuts. Yeah, I'm start of twenty twenty. I'm gonna say three one city. I feel pretty comfortable in them. I think James Madison. James Madison right now. See up for player of the year. See in the short list. I think so. Okay. I'm gonna say four two city. 4-2 to City. Born with Tottenham vitality. This has to be a get-right game for Tottenham. Yeah. You would think. Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to counter that much. That's true. I still think they'll win. I'm, I'm going to say 2-0. <sighs> I'm going to go with a 2-1 victory. No, 1-0. 1-0 Tottenham. Brentford, Wolves, the Georgia Tech Community Stadium. This is the ultimate Sam doesn't know who to pick because he's not high on both these teams right now. Someone needs a win. Are you sure this isn't the one where Wolves pull a win out out of nowhere and Diego Costa scores? It could be. It could be. I want to rule it out. Can we click on Wolves and see their upcoming matches? I just want to see when Diego Costa is going to score because I can feel it in my bones when that man will score. I just need to see who they're playing. How about Saturday, November 12th? That's what I said, against Arsenal. Okay, it might have to wait. It might be on the rocks. <laughs> Maybe an assist against Brentford. He, like, squares the ball straight across. and You just don't want to accept it, that I'm right. Well, I didn't know that they played so soon. Um, 
wow, it really scrolled you all the way to the bottom of the <laughs> yeah, season. What, what was that? Uh, yeah, in this game, I Wolves' defense looked a little shaky. Brentford's attack is sometimes hit or miss. I would suspect Ivan Tony's going to have a solid performance in this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to no Brentford. Yeah, I think this is a great match for one of these teams to get a little momentum going, start something. I think Brentford is going to win 3-0. Brentford might just be last year's Villa. They might just like forever, they'll just either look really bad or really solid, and you can just tell right off the bat, but you never know until the game starts, and you're just like, oh, man. I feel like they've looked more. Well, Villa didn't look very good last year. Don't kid yourself. But Villa would at least kind of go like up and down a bit. Brentford, it seems like they're either playing decent or they're playing pretty bad. I feel like they're just on par as last year. I, I need a simulation of this year's Brentford versus last year's Villa right now. <laughs> uh, Brighton, Chelsea at the Amex, the return of the chosen one. I hope they boo him. That'd be so funny. <laughs> that would be so funny. Come on, Brighton. You wouldn't expect that a Brighton fan. They're too oh, nice. They are. The Grand uh, Potter Derby. Yeah, the Grand Potter Derby. Uh, Chelsea attacking and have to get going. Brighton's defense looked a little loose lately, but also going against some better teams. Um, they're going to be hitting on the counter. Chelsea's susceptible to the counter. I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea. Don't feel great about it. I'm going to say 2-2 Chelsea. 2-2 Chelsea Brighton. That's wild. 2-2 Chelsea. They get the win. <laughs> In pens. It goes into pens, yeah. <laughs> Georginia. Uh, Palace, Southampton, Selhurst. Can Hans keep pulling these results out of his butt? Can Palace get back to kind of, they were on a little roll and then they fell off against Everton. Yeah. Can they right the ship? What are you looking at in this one? Yeah, I think I think Palace at home. I think they'll be better than they have. I think Southampton, I don't expect them to really keep that up necessarily. I'm going to say... 2-0 Palace. I'm going to be going with a 2-2 draw. This feels like a game where it's like Che Adams brace to start the game and then Southampton blow it in the second half. Newcastle, Villa, St. James Park. Can Villa keep the hot spark rolling? Newcastle getting a lot of media attention. Maybe they blow this one. Maybe they're getting let get to their heads. I don't know. I think this will be kind of a reality check for for Aston Villa. Okay. I, I mean, I, they played a poor, poor Brentford side at home. This one, St. Okay. James's Park. You're not allowed back on Mr. on Mr. Dank's bandwagon. Okay, the Premier League is dank. I will admit that, but yeah, I'm not I'm not full board on the Aston Villa bandwagon. That's true. I'm gonna go one nil Newcastle. I'm gonna bank Villa. Throw Phil Coutinho out there in their whole attack. Let's talk about that real quick. Phil Coutinho doesn't play like we called for yes. forever. Yeah. And they score four goals. What can you say? Genius. Uh, Fulham Everton. What a game to have. I didn't even get my score prediction, no. but I'm going to say 1 0 as well. Okay, good. Fulham Everton. At the cottage. Craven. Craven the cottage. It's just going to be like a un- unexpectedly contested match. Like, if you said this before is, the season you're like Fulham Everton, that could be a good match. You'd be like, "What the hell is wrong?" This is with a you? game that even like people watch the Premier League a decent amount would still probably not really care that much for. Everyone should watch this game. This yes. should be a good game. Yeah, 
Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Fulham. I don't know how that... I just have to buy in. They're a solid team. I like Everton's defense. I like what how they're playing right now. But it's at Fulham. Fulham are rolling. As long as they have... I'm going to call them the big three. Mitrovic, Harry Reid, <laughs> and Paulinho in there. I have faith. I'm oh, what in. about Pereira, the big four? <laughs> the big four. Yeah, he's killing it now. He's popping off. Willian? The strings. Willian, let's go. <laughs> guy's nuts. What are you looking at in this one? I mean, Tarkovsky versus Mitrovic will be interesting, to say the least. I think it's going to be 2-1 Everton, and I think it's going to be a feisty affair. Ah, I think I it's going to be a chippy match. Well, first off, Anthony Gordon will go at anyone and everyone. Oh, yeah, 100%. Tarkovsky will back him up, and Mitrovic, yeah. he'll get in it. He'll he'll headbutt someone. He'll headbutt someone. And then get headbutted and fall to the ground. Yeah. Who, who was it? That was uh, someone on Villa. Douglas Luiz. Um. Liverpool leads. This may very well be the end for Mr. Marsh. With that said, Liverpool haven't looked that great. That's true. Perhaps the Brendan Aronson show takes full effect. Yeah, Liverpool have been all right at home, though. That's that's kind of the issue, I would say, for Leeds. I think I think they'll be all right. I think I think uh, maybe a two or three nil. For I was Liverpool. thinking three. I was thinking three. Yeah. Sunday matches Arsenal. Nottingham Forest at the Emirates. Can they sit low block and break Arsenal down? You never know. Arsenal, disappointing performance yesterday in the Europa League. You know, lost to PSV. I mean, who's How, who's Is that say? one guy good? Gakpo? Gapko? What, what's his name on PSV? Gakpo. Yeah. Is he I, good? I didn't have a chance to watch it. Okay. But. I don't know. I hear tremendous things about this young man. Yeah, I... I've never watched him. hear his name a lot. I haven't seen him. I just always assume every Dutch person's a fraud. Yeah, I think that's a safe assumption to have, you know, fraud until proven elsewise. Uh, Unless yeah. your name's Louis Van Hall. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like Nottingham Forest, it's like, did they peak or are they going to keep riding the wave of just grinding games out? I'm going to say they kind of peaked and I'm going to say Arsenal rebound with a... 2-0 victory. I'm going to say Arsenal 3-0. United, West Ham, Old Trafford. This has the makings of nil-nil, if I've ever seen it in my life. Yeah. I Man, you so. are very susceptible to nil-nils, and not even because they're <laughs> defensive gems. Yeah, and then you have West Ham, who seems like Skamaka scoring takes, is a struggle. Yeah, he takes many chances, but then... Scores few. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be. I would suspect that West Ham will keep strong with their uh, their defensive shape, so it'll be really tough for United. I just don't have much faith in West Ham's attack at times. No. I'm gonna say no, no. I don't see there being more than two goals in this match. I yeah. think at the most, like a one-one draw. Yeah. But I think it's gonna be like a one-nil United. Okay. Maybe a pen or something. Yeah, possibly. Well, that, All right. that does it. Yeah, what's the prediction for the week? Prediction for this week, I'm going to say that... Who scores the winner for uh, Everton? Who scores... No, the, who's scoring for Liverpool? Who's scoring for Liverpool? That's a good question. <laughs> it's a great question. The best of questions. 
I'm thinking like a Alexander Arnold mm. banger. Does he? Have, I don't think he doesn't have a goal contribution this year, does he? Or he has one assist. Probably has like one or two assists. I thought he scored one earlier. I, I don't remember. Maybe against Bournemouth. They that game shouldn't even count. Yeah, Race from the memory books. Why the record from books? The records. All right. Yeah. Until next time. Thank you for listening and watching and subscribing and loving the pod. And we are going to Ronaldo Selly our way out of here. Adios, mis amigos. Bye. Too lovely. There's a lot of toss-up games this week.